Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I bring you a dynamic guest. And tonight we have a fabulous guest. Her name is Linda Catalan, and she has a book she's written called Stepping Stones to Success. And tonight we're going to, uh, the topic is Achieving Balance and Success in Career and in Life from her book. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Linda Catalan is a professional and life coach and president, CEO of Results Catalyst Incorporated, a professional coaching and training company. She shares more than 25 years of corporate experience much at the executive level working for some of the largest financial institutions in North America, where she progressed into increasingly senior-level roles. Over the past seven years, she has become recognized as a career expert in the field of professional coaching and mentoring. Linda recently co-authored Stepping Stones to Success alongside Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, Dr. Dennis Waitley, and 18 other published authors. Stepping Stones to Success is a must-read for those who want to learn from some of the most knowledgeable and innovative thinkers of our time. Between the covers of this book, you will learn exciting new ideas about how to enrich your personal and work life. Today, Linda will share some of her personal strategies for achieving balance and success in career and life. Welcome, Linda. How are you? I'm terrific, Roby. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, actually, Dennis Waitley is one of my personal friends. Oh, how wonderful. And I also know Jack Cancel, and so they're wonderful. They, the old masters, you know, even though we have a lot of new people out there, they really have really defined from what they started and taught us over the years. Oh, absolutely. And they have been just such tremendous role models for success. Absolutely. So how do you define success? What does it mean to you, and how do you measure it? Well, you know, I kind of chuckle with this one, uh, Roby, because, um, you know, I used to define success only in the context of career, you know, how far up the corporate ladder I could progress, how much money I could make or bonus I would earn. And, you know, I think as you, you know, as you kind of go along life and you have different life and, you know, personal and business experiences, it's really taught me to take a much broader perspective on success. And so I personally feel that to be truly successful and how I measure it is to have balance in my life. So for me, it's it's about being happy and about generating happiness for others. And I find that so often we're focused on one area of our life and often at the expense of another part of our life. So I really feel, for me, I'm most successful when I've got that sense of balance and I'm generally happy in all areas, whether it's career, whether it's family and friends, finances, personal growth, you know, my physical environment, my health and wellness, even spiritually. Um, And, you know, it's interesting. I firmly believe that it's important to develop your own measuring stick, that, uh, you know, knowing what's important to you and to take the time to honor what you most value, I think is really important. And I find that particularly younger people, um, 
and and maybe that's uh, you know it, it's less so as you start to have those life experiences. But I find so often and so many people that are unhappy let others influence their view of what success or happiness looks like. And then, of course, they're always trying to measure up to someone else's measuring stick. And so by having that clear understanding of, you know, your own personal measuring stick, uh, you know, what is it, how do I define success, and measuring yourself against that is really important. So then, you know, you can take time out, you can recognize your accomplishments, no matter how big or small they are, relative to your own measuring stick. You know, you can keep track, like I I like to keep track of my accomplishments, my proud moments in a journal. Uh, If you do maintain a personal journal or even a work journal, you know, uh, one of the things that I suggest to the clients I work with um, in terms of, you know, keeping a log of what they accomplish, what they're proud of, you know, having those proud moments and actually uh, recording them in their, in their, sometimes in the back of their daily calendar if that's what they're using or, uh, you know, logging them somewhere so that they can kind of go back and reflect on those things that, that they are happy with, that they are, you know, they're validating what they've done in a day or in a week or in a month. And, and so, you know, for me, it really is about, you know, what makes you happy? And I know for for myself, while career is important, you know, I'm probably most proud right now in my life with, um, you know, how, my, how well my kids are doing and uh, the success that they're having. So I do believe that measuring stick changes, and um, I think that it's okay to have a change. It's, it's really about your, measuring your own level of happiness. Well, you're so right. I, I actually can... Uh, feel, I went through the same thing. I used to think success was power, position, and money. And so one day, a drunk driver hit me, and I didn't, I didn't walk for almost a year. And all of a sudden, you know, as, as the car was coming toward me, I didn't think about that. I just thought about, oh my God, I can't die today. I haven't had fun. And boy, did I change my life. But it's sad that we wait for moments like that to really, like you say sit down and really figure out what it is we want to do, not what other people want us to do. Absolutely. It, it, it's so, so true. And, and it is taking that time and really getting clarity on what's important, um, how do I want to live my life, what do I want, um, you know, what's, what's the legacy I want to leave, um, that's what's really important. And then, you know, really the rest is, is really up to you in terms of how you get there. That's true. You had a very successful 26-year banking. To what do you attribute your success? Well, you know, uh, much of my success, um, uh, you know, I would attribute it to a variety of things. Uh, I think fundamentally for me what really helped me was being consistent about regular goal setting. Regular goal setting, staying really focused, um, and then, of course, hard work, what I call relentless execution, Um, at times effective multitasking, uh, a good strong support system, and a good work-life balance. And, uh, you know, and not not all in that order, not all that at once, but, you know, if I take goal setting, for example, you know, one one of the things I, I recall probably from my earliest days as a child, I was always really good at goal setting, and I was always 
action focused. Uh, you know, it was really I was really good at just kind of taking action. And you know what? I was reflecting on this even before the call, and I was thinking, really, you know, if you look at any job, any business, most jobs or businesses can essentially be distilled down to about two or three key drivers. You know, two or two, two to three kind of main activities that if you just focus on those things and not let yourself get distracted by anything else, you could be successful. You know, it really speaks to that whole 80-20 rule. Yeah. You know, we get, right, we get distracted by the 80% of activities that generate us 20% of our revenues. But if we could just focus on the 20%, we could really be successful, right? Right. And and so I think that that's, that's been always um, really, uh, I've always been able to get laser sharp in terms of goal setting and, uh, you know, to develop those goals, to have those goals, uh, to keep focus on the goals, to take action towards those goals. And it really has just kind of, you know, been driven to, uh, to stay focused on that. And, you know, I mean, I'm thinking of it in context of career, but even even outside of career, you know, the goals can be around anything that you want in, in life, you know, whether it's, um, you know, saving money to buy a house, or saving money for retirement, you know, getting clear on, well, what is that? What do I want that to look like? What do I need to do to get there? And then start doing it. You know, often it just takes a little step. It's not, you know, it doesn't become a mountain until we neglect it for a long period of time. So taking those regular baby steps. Um, I have this great metaphor, Robbie, if I could share with the, with, uh, the sure. audience. I have this great metaphor and it basically goes like this, you know, um, uh, an airplane pilot, and it actually it's the truth, but an airplane pilot flying a plane from New York City to L.A., 98% of the time is actually off course. Off course. You know, because if you think about the flight from, you know, New York to L.A., you know, you do it like the airplane pilots do it all the time. But the reality is, you know, there's all kinds of things that that pilot must adjust for, you know, uh, the air pressure, um, you know, the winds, uh, the weight of the plane, um, uh, you know, where the clouds are, you know, the the temperature, is it raining, is it, you know, what's happening out there, um, how much baggage is is on the, the plane, the size of the plane. And so all of those things you could say are obstacles, but right. what... But the airplane pilot is really focused on getting to L.A., and so they have a clear vision of their outcome, a clear vision of their goal, and they're so focused on that, and they're making it constant adjustments. And by keeping that focus on the goal, they get there every time. That's true. Um, what did you learn climbing the corporate ladder to success that you are now applying to your entrepreneurial career? Um, well, you know, you learn many things um, at climbing the corporate ladder and, and actually, you know, being in any career for uh, a number of, of years. And it's interesting when you make the transition from corporate life to entrepreneurial life. I mean, all of a sudden, all those resources, a lot of things that you take for granted in the corporate world aren't there for you uh, to support you in a business you know, like a, a biweekly paycheck and that type of thing. Um, but I would say 
I learned a lot of things about networking, and particularly the art of networking. I think that somebody once said to me, um, and it was shortly after I left the corporate world, they said, you know, if you take nothing with you other than the art of networking and recognize that, you know, you're now in sales 24-7 for the rest of your your career as an entrepreneur, and uh, that really, you know, hit home with me. And so... You know, I kind of have these top ten tips, networking tips, that um, that I like to refer to. In fact, uh, I also have it as a, a free e-report on my website if anyone's interested on it. Um, but essentially, it's it's about building that networking muscle. Often, you know, a lot of us shy away from that opportunity to to get out in in front of different people to to talk about what we're passionate about, uh, to share what it is that we're doing, and so that's not really selling. It's it's relationship building. It's it's being passionate about what you're doing. It's it's about getting out there, meeting different people, and really building that networking muscle. It's also, you know, as an entrepreneur, and I imagine that a lot of the people uh, in your audience are entrepreneurs. Um, developing thick skin, you know, like, you know, you got to get comfortable with hearing no over and over and over again. (laughs) But as you know, Robbie, the the more times you hear no, the closer you are to a yes. That's right. Never give up. That's right. So if you can get comfortable with that, then that really helps. Um, And, uh, you know, another lesson that I learned was I had this I had this boss once, so I, he was one of my favorite bosses, and he used to have this saying that I used to love all the time. He'd say, "Be nice to the people on the way up, because you never know when you're going to meet them on the way down." Right, <laughs> right. That is so and, true, too. It is, and it's just really about not burning any bridges. You know, and it's it's about being nice to everyone. You know, it's it's like business opportunities are everywhere. Uh, I I used to joke that um, I get just as many uh, re- coaching referrals from my cleaning lady as I do from you know the executive at X Y Z company. <laughs> and right, and it's just yeah. about you know it's about who you are as a person, and 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 your brand is speaking all the time on your behalf. Um, well, so. Yeah, I was going to say one of the things you said you have those tips on your website. Uh, so what? Give them your website address, and we'll give it again at the end, so people can go there. And they, you also don't you also have a newsletter? Yes, um, I have a newsletter. It's called Road to Results, um, and I provide uh, career and business tips on that. I do this newsletter once a month. And it's got uh, great uh, tips and, and strategies for um, for being more successful um, and getting results in particular. And I also, uh, when you subscribe to my newsletter, you automatically get my free e-report, which is Top 10 Corporate to Courageous Networking Secrets, which is a lot of the things that um, I've been talking about here in terms of, uh, you know, some of the networking uh, tips and tactics that that um, are helpful in terms of building a business. That's great. No, and sorry, the website is www.resultscatalyst.ca. Still catalyst, and just so they don't get it mixed up. Yes, results catalyst. .ca. No, I meant, but spell the word catalyst. Oh, sorry. It's um, so results r e s u l t s catalyst c a t a 
L-Y-S-T dot C-A. Okay, that's great. What if you, you know, a lot of people years ago, most of us were in corporate. Many people are making the switch to being self-employed entrepreneurs. What would, what advice would you give people making the transition in today's world to being self, to self-employment or being an entrepreneur? Um, you know that, Robbie. That's a really good question. What I find, um, what I find sometimes disturbing is um, that sometimes a, a lot of people are looking for a way out of what they're doing. And what I would say fundamentally, if I could give anyone any advice on making the transition to self-employment from a corporate career, is to first of all get really clear on what it is you want to do. And make sure it's something you want to move towards. Because it's not easy um, being self-employed. I mean, you there, a lot of times, you know yourself, like you're wearing many hats all the time. You have to self-motivate. Sometimes you don't have um, uh, people to draw on to help you, you know, pump you up. And so you got to love what you're doing. And if you don't love what you're doing, then you're not going to last uh, last long in, in, in your business. I mean, the stats are, are um, scary at times. I heard a stat recently that something like 80% of new businesses fail in the first five years. And then of the 20% that survive, 80% of those fail in the next five years. So your chances... Wow. Yeah, scary stuff. So your chances of your, your chances of success are already stacked against you. And so if you don't love what you're doing, um it's not going to be easy to be very successful and so you you want everything in your favor. And so I would say think twice before you leave a corporate career. Make sure it's something you're moving towards because so many people are looking to to get out of what it is, you know, to get out of an unhappy situation which is okay, but before you make that leap, make sure it's something that you want to do. Um, take the time to um, to do your research. Take the time to do your planning. Put together a good business plan. Really know what you want to do. And then, you know, go in there guns a-blazing, and you'll, you'll just be so much more pumped and motivated if it is something that you want to do. Yeah, that's still true. Um, despite a successful professional career, you have maintained a work-life balance, juggling family and career. That's really hard to do. So how have you managed that? Um, <clears throat> I've always been really clear on what my values are. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, family is really important to me, uh, but then they will will not necessarily walk their talk. They'll They'll put career in front of their family you know, every time. And I would say that I've always been very clear that family's been very high on my list of priorities. And over the years, um, you know, spending time with family was really important. I mean, I I did forego taking, um, you know, promotions in other locations uh, because I felt it was too disruptive to move my family. And uh, yeah, I'm not saying that you have to make that career choice. I'm saying I made that career choice uh, because, you know, I felt that that was important to my family at the time. Um, but it's it's really important to uh, regularly spend time together, whether, uh, you know, and, and with every member of the family, you know, and not to neglect people. I know with my husband and I, when the kids were little, um, we would 
you know, we would get um, subscriptions to the local theater to force us to have a date night because otherwise we could never plan to have a date night. So it was one way of kind of ensuring that we had that alone time together so that we could spend time spend time together or take a, a weekend away from work and the kids. And so sometimes it is about, you know, being plan, planful that way. You know, with my kids, I really, you know, and in particular, I really believe when you're, pl- you know, spending time with your kids, it really is about quality time versus quantity of time. I mean, I, I, I know some people that spend a lot of time with their kids, but, you know, their kids are, you know, in front of the TV all day. And, um, you know, for me personally, we spent a lot of time in the car uh, driving back and forth to hockey games. But I'll tell you, we had some of the most philosophical discussions in the car driving to and from hockey games uh, because there were no distractions. There was no TV. There was no – it was just, you know, uh, us and the kids in the car talking about life issues and, uh, you know, doors are locked. (laughs) You got to talk to me, and the I remember that quality time is is so so important. So it, it's a it's a good, it's it's a really good idea to figure out how you're going to achieve that. I mean, you know, I, I use that as an example. I'm not saying that's the ideal. It happened to work for us, and uh, and that was great. But it, it really is about committing those moments that you have to engaging in a conversation or engaging in activity um, with, let's say, your family, if if that's what's important to you. And, uh, um, yeah, having those heart-to-heart conversations, life discussions, they would happen, and uh, I'm very grateful for them. And so it really is about keeping your priorities clear and walking your talk. I mean, I've seen parents, and I'll use the, you know, I, uh, because we were a hockey family, um, all four of us played hockey at some point or other. <clears throat> because we were a hockey family, I would uh, often be at the stands, you know, taking my kids to hockey, and you would see other parents watching their kids, but they weren't really watching their kids. They were on their Blackberries. And so, you know, you you got to wonder, what's the conversation going to be? How are you going to explain to your kid that you really didn't see their game? So um, I um, I think that, you know, those were great reminders to me to stay focused on why I was there in the first place, and that was to watch my kid play hockey. And so just having that sense of clarity and, and being really clear on what's important to you is really, is, uh, is, is really how I managed to maintain that work-life balance. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people will put block time in their schedule and then something else comes up and they forget about their time and take that time for something else. So the, the like you're saying, you need balance and everything. So if you're blocking time for you and your family, don't let anything else disrupt that. Absolutely. And actually, you know, one further point, blocking time for yourself as well. Right. You know, whether, whether that's a night out with the girls uh, or whether that's, you know what, it's my time in the hot tub with a good book and candles going, you know, and a glass of wine, whatever that is. But, you know, making sure that you make yourself a priority as well. Right. That's so true. Who have been your role models and what career or life lessons have you learned from them? Well, my um, my role models, you know, I really start with uh, my parents were my first set of role models. 
Um, I really regard them as kind of true risk takers. Uh, more than 50 years ago, they uh, they escaped from what was then a communist country and wow. literally, you know, left their country with the clothes on their back. Um, but they, you know, they kind of had a bit of a romantic story too, which, which you know, kind of as a, as a kid you kind of fantasize about. Their story was was you know was really great because uh, they didn't tell anybody that they were leaving their country because uh, you know they they feared that they would jeopardize their escape if if they did tell anyone. So nobody knew, no family members knew, and so crossing the border was you know really a scary and dangerous thing for for them. But they were fortunate to uh, meet up with the right people uh, who provided them with some really good direction. And um, they ended up, believe it or not, they ended up in a refugee camp in Italy, and they had the good fortune to be married in the Vatican. Now, how many people can say they've been married in the Vatican? (laughs) But they were married in the Vatican, which which was amazing. And um, they... um, you know, stayed in the refugee camp for several months and and traveled across the Atlantic Ocean to a new con- continent. Actually, they came to Canada. Um, they knew no one here. They didn't speak the language. They had limited um, skills and experience. Uh, they were they were young. I mean, they were like you know early twenties, and they just you know they they were just getting away from you know you know what they knew and they didn't know where they were going but in essence they um despite their challenges despite you know their limited resources and their skills they managed to settle down raise a family build a successful life they're now enjoying and reaping the rewards of what they built through retirement and you know they've been a terrific lo- lesson for me because they've been a lesson to say you know what no matter how little you have uh, no matter where you start, doesn't mean that's where you're going to end up. You know, little a little hard work, a little muscle, um, some good values, some good you know hard work and and commitment and desire to achieve will get you there. Yeah, that's wow, that's pretty cool. So, did you have any other role models along the way? Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I've had some role models in terms of some of my key mentors uh, in the workplace. Um, uh, you know, some, uh, actually I was fortunate, uh, you know, and I grew up in a time, yeah, I grew up in the corporate world in a time where women were not progressing and, and breaking the glass ceiling. Uh, and uh, they're not still totally doing it. And they still don't really do it. You're right. I mean, it's still abysmal. But um, at that time, it really wasn't happening. And, and I was fortunate that I did meet a couple of women, uh, uh, you know, kind of as I was moving up the corporate ladder, who kind of were those mavericks, if you will. And um, they provided some great role modeling for me. I was, you know, in banking, and the banking was a very male-dominant, dominated um, industry at the time in terms of leadership. Um, And so they were just wonderful resources for for me. And really a great example in terms of how important it is as a woman in business uh, or in corporate, how important you are as an individual to be a role model for others as well. Yeah, that's true. Well, I can't believe it. We're getting down to less about 3.3 minutes. So first of all, I know that coaching and mentoring is your passion. What, about, what is it about coaching that motivates you? Uh, <laughs> I love to turn light bulbs on for people. 
I love to work with individuals or groups that are highly motivated to change, and that's really key. And I love exploring possibilities. That's such a thrill for me. I love working with people who want to move forward and maybe just need a little focus or direction, a push, some clarity. And I love helping them find their way. That's really rewarding for me. Um, And um, I enjoy seeing their success and watching them grow as individuals and as business owners or as career people. What are some of the common blocks you encounter as a professional coach that actually stop people from achieving what they want in their career or in their life? Well, often I find that people don't have very uh, very good clarity around their values. There's a disconnect between what they say are their values and what they're actually practicing. Um, so I find that often people aren't honoring their values or they aren't living their values. And so <clears throat> there's a misalignment. Um, and so they're unhappy because, you know, they – they say this is important to them, but they're not they're not actually doing it. And uh, so a lot of my work is focused on values work, defining, getting clarity around values. Um, and I also find that people are better able to express what they don't want to do uh, or what they don't want in life rather than what they do want or what will make them happy. And so helping them get clarity around what they want so that they're moving towards goals, towards their visions, towards their dreams, um, is um, is much more empowering than moving away from stuff that they don't want. Linda, I understand you have a training coming up. Tell us a little bit about it because we have, you know, we're down to about fifty seconds. Yep, I have a training coming coming up May second to fifth. It's an NLP training, neuro linguistic programming. It's a four day live event here in the Toronto area. And if anyone's interested, they can go to my website, uh, resultscatalyst.ca, and they'll get all kinds of information there. May 2nd to 5th, 2013. They can go back to that website also and sign up for your newsletter and get those great tips. Um, Anyway, we've been listening to my wonderful guest tonight, Linda, Linda, um, who is the... CEO of Results Catalyst Incorporated, and her name is Linda Catalan. Her um, website is www.resultscatalyst.ca, and if you want to email her, it's linda at resultscatalyst.ca. Her book is Stepping Stones to Success. Uh, Where can they get that book quickly? They can get it on my website under the um, the products page. Okay, well, we're out of time. See how fast a half an hour goes. (laughs) Thank you so much, Linda. I so enjoy having you on the show today, and much success to you. And I know that the people you're coaching are having a better life because of it. Thank you again so much. Thank you very much for having me. Bye. Bye.